Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 34 called, Oh, Taste and See That the Lord is Good. Here's what it says. 1 Samuel 21 verse 10 says, David arose and fled that day from Saul. He was on the run. And he went to Achish. Now, some of you will notice that there's a difference between the name at the heading of Psalm 34, which is Abimelech, and then the identification of this leader, which is Achish. What's the deal? Well, it's believed that Abimelech was a title much like Pharaoh. And so his, that was his name on the throne, if you will. It was a throne name like a Pharaoh or a Caesar, but his personal name was Achish. So there's no contradiction here. Just simply, he was known by both names or a title and a name. He was the king of Gath, 1 Samuel 21, 11. But the servants of Achish said to him, is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing of this one? They danced saying, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And David took these words to heart and notice, and greatly feared Achish, king of Gath. He was afraid as stout and studly and courageous as David was on multiple occasions in his life. This was a time that he was afraid. And let me just say that uh, as much as there's times when I can feel as courageous as a lion, there's other times that I can be as fearful as a little girl <laughs> or a little boy. Don't want to just talk about little girls, right? And here's the point. In our humanity, even our greatest heroes in our Bibles were afraid. And uh, I don't want you to get the wrong impression about biblical heroes so that you think that you only know this story about somebody like David and you think, well, David 24-7 was always so courageous and so strong. He wouldn't back down from any fight. He wouldn't back down from any giant. He would never be afraid. Well, here you have it. David was afraid. See, he took these words to heart. He heard the people talking and all of a sudden realized that, you, you know, he was known about in these lands and I'm sure he knew that. And he greatly feared Achish, king of Gath. And so he disguised his sanity before them. And he acted insanely in their hands. And he scribbled on the doors of the gate and let his saliva run down into his beard. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this story before, but David acted like he was nuts. And I heard another pastor who was commenting on this passage, and he said, that uh, the way that they would deal with people that they thought were insane is there was some superstition surrounding people who were considered crazy. And so they would just basically lead that, leave them alone. I don't know if they thought that they, maybe they were filled with demons or whatever, but they kind of just would send them away. They really wanted nothing to do with them. And that may have been David's strategy. Maybe that's why he acted like he was insane. And you know, we've probably all read stories or seen movies before where people have gotten away with that. You know, you act like you're crazy and, you know, people just kind of leave you alone and maybe you don't get beat up or anything. And David feared for his life. Obviously, he would be considered an enemy in Philistine territory. And so he let his spit run down his beard. He was scribbling and acting crazy. 
And Achish said to his servants, 14, Behold, you see the man behaving as a madman. Why do you bring him to me? Do I lack madmen that you have brought this one to act like a madman in my presence? Shall this one come into my house? Why are you bringing another nutty person to me? I've had enough of crazy people. <laughs> you know, when you're ruling a kingdom, you probably get your share of uh, people who are a little bit off, you know. You deal with a lot of different things. Some of you deal with a lot of different people in your work. And, you know, not everybody's got it together. Have, have you realized that about humanity? Uh, there are a lot of strange people. There are a lot of people who believe that they are Elijah and Moses who have returned to the earth. And uh, I've met a lot of different people. In fact, I remember at my ordination service, one of the pastors spoke these words from the pulpit. He said, Pastor Michael... I'm being commissioned into the pastorate now. You are going to meet people in the pastoral ministry that you can't even imagine. <laughs> now, he said that having been a seasoned pastor. And you know what? He was right. <laughs> but that's our world, right? There's a lot of broken, hurting, just off people. And David acted like he was crazy. And David departed, 22-1 of 1 Samuel, from Gath, that is, from there, and he escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's household heard of it, they went down there to him. Notice this, this is beautiful. And everyone who was in distress, 22 2. And everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented, gathered to him. And he became captain over them. Now there were about 400 men with him. I remember I, I had a chance to preach on this text and I entitled it, There's Room for You in the Cave. And that's the beauty of who David is. He's the Messiah. Uh, he's not the Messiah, but he's the anointed one. He is a type of the Messiah, I should say. A type of the greater David to come. But he was the anointed one and that is where the word Messiah comes from. But anyway, my point is simply this, that after David did this, he saw this as the grace of God. Now let's turn back to Psalm 34. Nathan, if you don't mind, would you make sure the air is on up here? Thank you. And let, let's just park here before I break into the psalm just to say to you, uh, th there's, a, there's a moral question here. And here's the question. Did what David do, was it right to act like he had lost his mind? And my answer is, I don't know. Because where the Bible is silent, I must be silent. I don't know if it was the right thing to act as if he was insane or nuts. It got him out of the situation, that's for sure. And I suppose that we can look back at things that are, you could say, morally, uh, maybe there's some gray area there, and we can nitpick them and beat ourselves up over it. And I would say that there are some things that perhaps are morally neutral. I don't know if this is one of them. I don't know if it's that big of a deal in the end, but it is something that people have brought up. Like, okay, what was, did David not trust God? Did, did, couldn't David just have stopped and prayed? Well, maybe he was praying. Maybe he was praying something like this, Lord, make me a good actor, <laughs> right? Because I'm about to act like I'm nuts. Give me an Oscar-winning performance in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hey, I don't know. I mean, you know, David uh, was a man of prayer. He was a man in fellowship with God. I don't know. 
uh, ultimately. But I do know this, that the Lord used it to deliver David out of a very threatening situation where perhaps he could have died. And so David writes, I will bless the Lord with that backdrop of the psalm. I will bless the Lord, Psalm 34, 1, at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now the psalmist opens with a praise and it's a bit of a determination. You could say, I will bless the Lord at all times. I think there's a part of the Christian life where we just have to be determined to do certain things, even when we don't feel like it. I.e., read your Bible. I.e., pray. Go to church. There's times that you're not always going to feel it. But you know what? When you show up, you'll end up probably feeling it. <laughs> There's some things that you just do out of discipline because spiritual disciplines are a reality. If you don't open your Bible, you're not going to hear from God. If, if you don't seek the Lord in prayer, then you're not going to experience the blessing of his, the beauty of his shining on you in prayer. So there are some things that we have to determine. And David determined, I will bless the Lord at all times. Now, did David have reason not to bless the Lord at times in his life? Certainly when he was ducking from spears from Saul on the run from a crazed uh, Saul. Many other situations, his own son Absalom trying to take his throne. But there is a pattern in parts of this psalm where the believer moves, he trusts, he tastes, and then the Lord does something in response. The believer will do something and then the Lord meets the believer there. The believer moves toward God, trusts in God, tastes to see, and then the Lord satisfies the need. David opens this psalm by giving us a key to a life of worship and a key to spiritual health. That is to bless the Lord at all times. Paul put it this way, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It's hard to rejoice always. It's hard to pray without ceasing. It's hard to give thanks in everything. But there is a determination. And I'll tell you, since the time I preached that some weeks ago on a Sunday, I've had that been, that's been rotating in my spirit. Especially when I've been grumpy and down and whatever. That verse has been kind of kicking me back to where I need to be. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. What are you whining about? Are you looking to the Lord or to everything else? See, what the verses do for me is they turn my eyes back to where they belong. And that's the key to spiritual health. If you want to be spiritually healthy, it's all about your diet. Amen? It's all about what you take in. It's all about what you focus on. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord, verse 2, Psalm 34. The humble shall hear it and rejoice. Now, verses 1 and 2 are connected. To bless the Lord includes boasting in him. And let me just say, there's plenty to boast about. Have you considered what your father has done? You ever just taken a couple of moments in the last couple of weeks to consider his heavens, the work of his fingers, the sun, moon, and stars that he has ordained? You ever considered a newborn? You ever looked in somebody's eyes and just considered the wonder of the eye or the majesty of the brain? Consider your circulatory system, a bird in flight, a sunset when colors spread all over the sky and it's just an amazing sight. This is our God. 
And that's only to mention the physical creation, that which, which we can see, and the body, but there's much, much more. We could delve into areas of our salvation and depth of the Word of God. There's much to glory in His name. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, I'm Rob Newton, the producer of Walk in Truth. Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on four radio stations in Southern California, Arizona, Idaho, and Utah, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. Our program has also reached listeners in 49 countries. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth's presence on radio and podcast, and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Our current level of listener financial support is about 25%. Can you give a one-time tax-deductible donation today? Please visit walkintruth.com to donate online or get the mailing address. That's walkintruth.com. If you just tuned in, then you missed the first half of today's edition of Walk in Truth. That's okay. You can listen to this episode and many others whenever it's convenient for you on your free Living Truth app. Walk in Truth is also on your favorite podcast app. Simply search for and subscribe to Walk in Truth on apps like Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and many more. Listening to a podcast as well as radio is a great way to get some time in the Word when you're walking, catching up on some work, or if you're like me and just need to listen to some Bible teaching while getting ready in the morning. Remember, you can find Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. You ever looked in somebody's eyes and just considered the wonder of the eye or the majesty of the brain? Consider your circulatory system a bird in flight? A sunset when colors spread all over the sky and it's just an amazing sight. This is our God. And that's only to mention the physical creation, that which, which we can see, and the body, but there's much, much more. We could delve into areas of our salvation and depth of the Word of God. There's much to glory in His name. And when others hear leaders, leaders of families, moms and dads, siblings, fellow schoolmates, rejoicing in the Lord, giving glory to his name, you know, it, it, it causes people to do a redirect. They, you know, people get tunnel vision in our world and they don't, some people don't even know how to look up. They, they don't know how to see spiritual truth. And when you remind people about it, all of a sudden, one word, can change somebody's perspective. Spurgeon says, confident expressions of tried believers are a rich solace to their brethren of less experience. We ought to talk of the Lord's goodness on purpose that others may be confirmed in their trust in a faithful God. So I think it's important for us who are a little older in the Lord to remind people about the goodness of God and to 
even recount our experiences of his faithfulness, amen? So that other people who are younger in the Lord can know that they will make it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, says David, and let us exalt his name together. David invites the congregation of the humble, verse 3, to join with him in exalting God in worship. It reminds me of the lyrics of Tom, uh, Chris Tomlin's song, How Great Is Our God, Sing With Me. How great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. So a worship leader, part of a worship leader's job is to say, sing with me, <laughs> amen? And sometimes it's hard, you know, sometimes we've come in and we've had a rough week and it's difficult and our hearts are a little bit prickly and a little frozen. You ever come in as God's frozen chosen to the church building before? little frozen, little mad, little angry. Somebody took your parking spot. Somebody's sitting in the pew where you normally sit. Come on. Is my morning going to start off this way? And then the worship leader, how you doing? <laughs> sing with me. I don't ever sing. Sing. Sometimes we need to be prodded Back to a right perspective. Magnify the Lord with me. Let, a, let us exalt his name together. There was a press conference for Mike McClure. And uh, Mike McClure is sitting with over $300,000 in fines uh, because he's opened Calvary Chapel, I think it's Santa Clara. $300,000 worth of fines. And there was a press conference and there was a lot of different pastors there. And some of you may have seen it, but... Uh, one of the pastors, and this is no disrespect to those of you who are being careful and uh, because of health reasons, staying home because of concerns, but he said, uh, when you're not in fellowship together, it's kind of like watching one of those fires on your television. He said, you know, it can be pretty and you can hear the crackling sound of the fire on your TV screen, but the one thing it's missing is the warmth of an actual fire. And I, and. The way I took that is to say we need fellowship. We need to sing together and be together. And uh, I will say, as much as the live stream has been a blessing, that uh, there's evidence coming in from statistics now that more and more Christians are admitting that they're not even turning on the live stream anymore. And the numbers have significantly dipped. And uh, I, I will be bold enough to say that there are Christians that are falling away. Uh, at first, it was a cool novelty. And again, I am not speaking to those of you who need to stay away because of health reasons. But for others, it was a cool novelty to be able to, you know, live stream with a fellowship and be part of it. But it's very easy to not play that. There are many competing distractions on your television screen, right? And so... He says, join me in song. He invites the congregation, sing with me. David takes the part of a worship leader. He's been touched by God, and he wants to encourage others to join him in thanksgiving and praise. Now, in verses 4 through 7, we move to his declaration of deliverance. You could say the reason that he praises is he says, I sought the Lord for, and he answered, or he heard me, and he delivered me. What's your Bible say? from all my fears. Now, when we read the account of David in Gath, he was greatly afraid. And the Lord delivered him from what? All his fears. 
And it's possible to be in a mode where you are overwhelmed by fear and in a moment to be delivered from all your fear. Have you ever experienced that before? Amen? Where you have been overwhelmed by fear and you turn to the Lord and he heard your cry. And I'll tell you that a supernatural touch came. And I can't explain it to you, but a peace that passes understanding, a courage from on high, a baptism of boldness, if you will, come, came from heaven. Fear dissipates in the glory of his name. What do you have to be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. But those verses are there because even people like David sometimes are greatly afraid. And when I sought the Lord, the action of the believer is to seek the Lord and he will be found. He answered me and he delivered me. We serve a God of deliverance from all my fears. And if you are overwhelmed by fear tonight, I would encourage you to seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near and he will deliver you from your fear because he's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And there are people all over our world in every country you can imagine tonight paralyzed by fear. Paralyzed. And the Lord gives us a remedy here for our fear. He cried out. He sought the Lord. Now, again, David's actions, I don't know how to judge them. Was he relying on the flesh? Was he praying? I don't know. But David turned to the Lord. He sought the Lord. And then he begins to talk about people who do this. People beyond just David, they look to him. Whenever someone looks to the Lord, that's kind of another way to say worship. They look to him, verse 5, and were radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. Now, maybe David was wrestling a little bit with his actions there in Gath. I don't know. But This is what Spurgeon says. He says, Never did a sore heart look in vain to the good physician. Never a dying soul turned its darkening eye to the brazen serpent to find its virtue gone. Their faces were not ashamed. Their faces were covered with joy, but not with blushes. He who trusts in God has no need to be ashamed of his confidence. Time and eternity will both justify his reliance. When you look to God, you become radiant. You see, why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. You've been listening to O Taste and See That the Lord is Good, Part 1 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching from Psalm 34. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can watch Pastor Michael's sermons and the full services with worship When you follow our YouTube channel, Michael Lance is the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship here in Corona, California. And we would love it if you can join us for a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning service. But if you live outside of the area of Southern California or you're unable to visit us, you can always watch Living Truth Christian Fellowship on our YouTube channel. The best way to find the videos is visit walkintruth.com and click on YouTube. Again, visit walkintruth.com and click on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, as we continue this series, Medicine for the Soul in the Book of Psalms, we're at Psalm 34, 
And we have an invitation to taste and see that the Lord is good. See, the only way you're really going to know who God is and find out that he is the delight of the heart is to taste. What does that mean? To open your heart, to try, to say, Lord, I want to know you. I'm imperfect. I, I have questions and doubts, but I've been hearing the truth about this gospel, about this God that loves me and has a plan for my life. Listen, friend, you're listening right now, not by accident. God loves you and has a plan for your life. Have you tasted? Are you beginning to see that the beautiful sweetness of knowing the God who made you is what life's about? Man, cry out to him. He does love you. He's called you to himself. You're listening right now for a reason. Just cry out, Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the sweet savior of my soul. I want to know you. I want to taste of what truly satisfies. I don't want to have to drink of the water of the world over and over and over again. I want to know you, the power of your resurrection. And even as I go through suffering, to know your sufferings, to know what's transcendent, to know what really matters. That's the beauty of knowing the God of the Bible. Hey, this is Pastor Michael. This is Walk in Truth. And if you need help uh, coming to know the Lord, you need some resources in terms of maybe you need a Bible, would you reach out to us, 844-48-TRUTH. We have people here Tuesday through Friday during normal business hours, 844-48-TRUTH. And we'd be happy to pray with you and talk with you or reach out to us through the website, walkintruth.com. We'll see you right here, Lord willing, tomorrow for more in Psalm 34. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 34 called, Oh, Taste and See That the Lord is Good. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.